Uh, we are talking about, uh, over the next several weeks, a series called My Church. We, if, if this is where God has placed you, if you feel like God has put your roots here, then we, we want you to, to feel like you can take ownership. Hey, this is my church. This is my fellowship. This is, you know, now, obviously, we're not this exclusive church. We're part of the body of Christ globally. But, but we are a, a particular sheepfold, right, that the Lord has called to be here. And, and we want those that God is calling to be part of this fold for this purpose to be here and, and, and to be a part of us. And uh, we, we want to get to know you and, and find out who you are, just like uh, you're probably uh, in, in a lot of ways saying, all right, Lord, if this is where you're going to put me, I, what, what, what church is this? What kind of church is this? Uh, what are we about? Last week, we, we talked about uh, our mission statement. We talked about our statement of faith. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about uh, the vision for 2023, uh, the vision for 2023, what the Lord is saying. He gave us a vision for 2022, and, and I've seen him come through with it. Uh, but before we dive into it, since we're talking about giving, we are in a time of giving, uh, especially the, the end of the year. Uh, this is something the Lord has laid on my heart. Uh, this is a young couple. They're in their 30s. His name is Evangelist M. Salim. He also goes by Sam, Evangelist Sam. Now, they are in Punjab, Pakistan. I probably didn't say that correctly. And uh, they are uh, using their own means to facilitate. The Lord has laid on their heart. They're facilitating an orphanage that they started. And when it's translated, it's translated Pakistan Orphanage Children of Jesus. Now, they are... Uh, Somewhat having to fly under the radar, uh, the Pakistani government is not necessarily uh, super favorable to Christianity. Uh, so as far as the government is concerned, they're doing a wonderful job uh, feeding orphans, housing some of them. Some of these kids are on the streets. But, but they, uh, as I said, they, they use their own means, them and a, collect, a collection of some other adults that come in and help. And uh, they have 57 kids that every week they get to eat a hot, hot meal. They get to hear the good news about Jesus, talk to their life. Uh, matter of fact, here's some of them right there. They're worshiping with these kids. Uh, 57 kids get a chance to eat, get a chance to hear the gospel of Jesus. Uh, and, and this young couple are literally doing it, uh, casting safety to the wind, if you will. And, uh, they have actually tuned in over the last few months and uh, kind of watched us. Uh, it's usually about 8 p.m. their time, uh, whenever we start having service. And uh, so they have reached out. And this is, this is something that we normally don't do. We're, we're, uh, usually I don't come to you and, and, and try to twist arms for money or anything like that. Uh, but they have reached out. Uh, they've got a couple of months to go by the end of the year. Obviously, Christmas is is coming up. We're going to try to connect them with uh, Operation Christmas Child, and and uh, so so maybe these kids can also be blessed by that as well. Uh, it it takes about two hundred fifty dollars a month for them to do what they're doing to to at least give these kids some some basic nutrition. And uh, so they had reached out. Hey, would 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 you guys be able to maybe help for a month? And so uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you, this is, please, please understand, this is not me trying to manipulate anyone. Uh, I'm not trying to twist any arms. If you don't feel led to give toward this, then, then don't, don't give, <laughs> okay? 
Uh, but if the Lord is placed on your heart, I, I thought $250 to feed up 50, 57 kids. Uh, you know, and, and what's, I'm, I'm going to express my heart real briefly. Uh, what's on my heart is, you know, the Bible says that if, if your brother asks for your shirt, give him your coat. You know, uh, if he asks you to go a mile, go two miles with him. So we got two more, two more months left in this year, and the Lord has blessed us immensely. So for $250, if we can cover one month, let's pray about covering the last two months of the year for this couple. And, and for $500, let's just bless them. Let them get through the Christmas season and, and uh, let the Lord give them uh, some good stability going into, into next year. And uh, so, so we're going to give you a time. We're going to give you a chance at the end of the service. I, I grabbed a basket out of the closet. We're, we're going to do it old school style. Okay. So, so if you were at the end of uh, my sermon, uh, that'll give you some time to pray about it. If the Lord wants you to do anything, if you want to give cash, if you want to write a check, if you write a check, make it to Gathering Church and maybe put in the memo, you know, Pakistan or something like that. Or if you want to give online, which many of us do, you can go to gatheringchurch.org or gatheringviridian.org and go to the giving page and on the drop-down menu, assign it to missions, okay? And then, then that, this week, this week we'll be able to, to uh, get Evangelist Sam uh, some, some much-needed help going into this uh, final few weeks. But, but uh, we'll, we'll give you, give you the, the length of the sermon to kind of pray about it and see if the Lord wants you to do something. But uh, uh, I've, I've got great faith in the Lord, I don't have much faith in me. I have great faith in the Lord. And, uh, uh, you know, this is one of those things, Kate and I were chatting about it this week. We get, each month, we get a dozen to a couple of dozen folks reaching out to us from all over the world. And, and I get it. There's great need all over the world in ministries. And everyone's kind of like, America, America the American church has money. America's got money. And, and uh, I love how Peter... Peter talked about it one time in men, uh, Peter Kirko talked about it in men's Bible study. He said, because uh, he's from Nigeria, he said, Ameri- Americans aren't rich. They just got more stuff. <laughs> yeah. But Americans tend to be just as broke as any other country. Sometimes. We just got more stuff. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So um, anyway, so, so be praying about that. Be, be praying about it. We'll, we'll, we'll pass the basket if someone wants to write a check or give cash. Praise God. Again, if you want to go to gatheringviridian.org uh, and, and on the giving page, assign it to missions, and uh, we'll, we'll be able to, to bless, bless these children and bless this ministry over in Pakistan. Amen? All righty. 2023, this is what the word that the Lord gave me. In, in August each year, I start praying about the following year. Lord, start, start revealing what your purpose, what your will is. For 2022, if you remember, the word that God gave us was this. He said, I am, I am growing a church. I am growing a church. I did not feel that he was necessarily uh, concerned with numerics, right? Uh, it wasn't, hey, I'm going to grow your church. Now, we have grown numerically. Matter of fact, as of uh, this past week, when, you know, I don't necessarily check this weekly, but since we had some folks sign up uh, to say, hey, put me down. I, I'm, I'm a member. This is where, this is my home church. This is where God's planted me. Uh, we are only 12 people away from hitting the 100 mark on the official roll. Amen. Well, praise God for that. Hey, five uh, five years into it, we're we're almost to the 100 mark. Now, my prayer is this: that 100 people grow. 
Uh, because if, if, if we're not growing as a hundred people, growing in Christ, evolving in Christ, what difference does it make if we have a thousand people? Right? Uh, that's, that's our purpose is to grow. And that's what he said. I am growing a church. And I've seen that. I've seen that within your families. I've sat with you and prayed with you and counseled with you with some of the trials that your families have gone through this week. And, and I've known many of you for years. And I know how the old version of you would have responded. But yet I see this new version of growth that God's doing. And, and I'm seeing people speak faith and say, you know what? Everything's going crazy, but I'm trusting God. That's powerful. That's growth. I'm, I'm seeing consistency in many of your walk. That's encouraging. So I have seen growth. 2022 has been a year of growing a church. God has grown, folks. Your, your roots have gotten deep. And, and uh, boy, I'm proud. I'm proud to see what God is doing in, in the lives of you and your families. This is the word he spoke to me going up for 2023. He said, David, I am perfecting my church. I am perfecting my church. Now, that's exciting. Say, well, wait a minute. None of us can be perfect. No, but he is perfect. And the more we die out to us and become alive in him, the more perfection we actually get to walk in, the more like Christ that we become. And he gave me three ways because he knows I have a very simple mind. So he has to break it down in numeric sometimes for me. He said, these are three, three areas I want you to see and pray about and concentrate over. These are three areas that I'm going to grow my church. So this is the vision for 2023. If you say, hey, what's the vision for 2023? Well, here it is. So well, wait a minute. Are we going to talk about a church building? Are we going to talk about? You, you, we, we've already talked about that a little bit last week. Hey, and when the time comes, God is going to provide a building when that becomes a need that we need to have our own building. Right now, he's provided this building because we have a need to worship, and he's provided this. Uh, our, our, uh, our annual rent for this building is $5,000. Praise God. And because of that, we're able to use most of the budget to facilitate having a staff that can facilitate ministry all throughout, all throughout uh, the neighborhood and the community, uh, if we were tying most of those funds up and paying for a mortgage and the upkeep of a building, there would be much less ministry taking place. But woo, we'd have our own building, <laughs> you know. Uh, at the so, if if you want to know what my heart is and what I believe God's heart is for this this gathering of fellowship, it is to go do the work of the kingdom. Yeah. And He said, "Hey, I've given you a building for right now. Use it, and when the time comes." Just trust me, I will provide another building when the time comes. Amen. So, well, Pastor, when's that time? I don't know, he hadn't told me yet, but he told me this. <laughs> this is what he's doing for 2023. I am perfecting my church. There are three ways. Here's the first way. I'm perfecting my church. I, he said, I am eradicating evil from my church. Someone said, ooh, that sounds exciting. Somebody's going to get in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. <laughs> Well, in reality, all of us are in trouble if this is how it is. And this is what he meant by that. He took me to the scripture, Hebrews 3.12. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. He has called us to obey his word and to believe his word. We all know there's a big difference in believing in God and believing God. Right? De depending on how you, how you vote politically, you can believe in a president, 
But there's a big difference in believing that you got a president and believing a president. <laughs> right? So everyone's getting tense. Whew, he's talking <laughs> politics. You know, you can decipher that how you want, whether it's pick whichever president you want. You can believe that he's there, <laughs> or you can believe him. That's up to you. So there's a big difference in believing in God and believing God. A lot of folks believe in God, but when it comes to his word, and his word is truth, and that's what we've been called to live by. We, we are called to walk by faith, not by sight. There's two ways that we can choose to live. We can either choose to live by faith, or we can choose to live by natural sight. So one way is we can live supernaturally, or we can live naturally. Are we going to believe truth, or are we going to believe facts? Because the reality is the facts of life don't always line up with truth. And the truth is the word of God. God said he's going to provide for our needs. There may be moments that we say, Woo, I don't see the means for us to have our needs provided for. But he said, I will provide for your needs according to my riches and glory. I trust you, Lord. I'll be a good steward of what you give me. I'm going to trust you, and I know you're going to take care of me. Amen? That's walking by faith. And so what he's going to do, he's going to eradicate from us an evil heart of unbelief. Think about that. Not trusting in him, he considers actually evil. If he says, look, I pro if you'll follow me, if you'll trust me, I'll take care of you. You'll be my people. I'll be your God. I'll bless those that bless you. I'll curse those that curse you. Man, I'll take care of you. Woo! Awesome. But I don't fully trust you. That's, that's the state of a lot of Christians these days. So that's the first way he's going to uh, perfect us. He's going to get rid of an evil heart of unbelief. That means he's going to help us to grow in faith, which is number two. I am perfecting the faith of my church. That's exciting. Our faith is going to be perfected. What's not exciting is the process that it takes in order to perfect it. Here we go. James chapter 1, 2 through 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. If you're saying, why am I having to go through what I'm going through right now? He's perfecting your faith because in the process you have a choice to walk by faith or walk by sight. When you walk by faith, victory is going to be guaranteed and you're going to start learning to trust him more and more and more. That's the perfecting of our faith. First Peter chapter 1 starting with verse 6 says basically the same thing. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. So he's telling you, rejoice right in the middle of all these trials. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believe, believing you rejoice with joy and inexpressible and full of glory." Receiving the end of your salvation, or the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. In the Greek, that would be the sozo of your suke, which means salvation or sozo means completeness, wholeness, rest restoration, lacking nothing. It doesn't just mean that your ticket's been punched to a, a eternal heaven. Praise God, it does mean that partly, but it also means right now. You're complete, you're whole, you're lacking nothing Souls or suke means that which pertains to the mind. 
So the, the restoration, completeness, and wholeness of your minds. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And that's part of what perfecting your faith is. You actually get to uh, start thinking right. Finally, he said, I am using my gifts to mature my church. I am using my gifts to mature or perfect my church. Say, what do you mean by gifts? Well, there's lots of gifts, but here's, here's where we'll start. Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So God has given five gifts right there. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. For what? Why did he give these gifts? For the equipping of the saints. We're supposed to be equipped for what? For the work of ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we got two jobs, all of us. Not just me on stage, not just anyone else who may grab a mic on the stage. Every single one of us, if you are a part of this fellowship, we have a job. And that's to be equipped for works of ministry and to edify each other because we're all part of the body of Christ, right? Till we all come to the unity of the faith. There, there we are. We got to do that. Why? Because we're trying to get together. We're trying to grow in faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So basically all that to say this. The Lord is saying, hey, I'm going to use my gifts to perfect or to mature my church. Well, what are the gifts? These are the, 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 the five core gifts. And then we have individual gifts that we, we preached about the other summer. And we can, we'll revisit them. But here, here's, here's this exciting news. We got we to gotta pray and see who God reveals. Which, who amongst us has an apostolic anointing? Of apostleship. The word apostle means messenger, one who is sent. So some, some of you have a, have a, a message, a, 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 an anointing where you bring an establishing message uh, that, that there is, there's, those are pillars. Those are, those are folks that, man, if, if they can get in, they can help establish and firm up a foundation, just like the early apostles did with the church. Which, one, which ones of us have a prophetic anointing? We got some prophets in the house. We need, we need you to hear from the Lord and we need your voice to be released so you can speak the word of God prophetically. We need to find out who's, which one of you are evangelists. Man, evangelists are awesome salesmen because, man, they talk about Jesus no matter where they are, point to Jesus. You know, that's really what we want around here. We're, we're not worried about promoting gathering church. Now, we got some fun stuff we got shirts and different stuff to help folks know hey we get together and worship down here there's nothing wrong with that but really we just want people to know about jesus yeah. that's what it's all about uh man i love i'll say this i believe the coopers have an evangelistic anointing on them because they, they'll go for walks here in the neighborhood and everybody they run into they're telling them about jesus and then they tell them about the church hey you need a home church we got one right here in the neighborhood so uh, if you ever bump into the Coopers on the walk, you're going to hear about Jesus. Okay? Well, that's an evangelist. So, so who, which ones of us 
have an evangelistic anointing? Which ones of us have a pastoral anointing? I'm not the only pastor here. Matter of fact, I tell my staff all the time, I say, hey, we are, we are corporately pastoring this flock. We got folks pastoring teenagers. We got folks pastoring children. We've got, you know, I'm trying to pastor all the big kids, right? Uh, but, but above that, many of you have a pastoral anointing. You have a shepherding anointing. It doesn't mean that you'll, you ever have to don a microphone or preach a sermon, but yet you still, you check on folks, you corral folks, you, you, you help meet needs. Man, we, wanted, we want the Holy Spirit to identify which ones of you guys this coming year has that anointing. Teaching anointings, teachers. Man, which ones of you guys know how to teach? Because we are always trying to plant Bible studies. This, this season, we, we've got eight different studies a week where families from all ages have a chance to hear the good news of Jesus. And, and we just, just this past Thursday, had a chance to pass out over 30 Bibles to students after school at Viridian Elementary. And we're up to, how, how many children so far? Is, seven, is it 17 that have given their heart to the Lord? This, 17 children at Viridian Elementary have given their heart to the Lord. Amen. As a result of our after-school Beach Club Bible study. Amen. Powerful power. Now, just be aware that that's where, you know, the reason why we stick around here for cheap rent is because it allows us to spend, you know, to, to have Beach Club Bible study. It was upwards, you know, a, a little more than $3,000 to get in there. Say, ooh, that's a lot of money. Is it when you're talking about souls? Can you put a price on 17 young souls that have, that have come to a revelation of Jesus Christ. That's exciting stuff. So we got to find out which ones of you guys have an anointing to teach. Say, say, those of you with an anointing to pastor, you may be the ones to open your house. Yeah, let people come over to my house and have a Bible study. And then the teachers show up and they teach. Man, see how it all works together? So uh, once we get through these holidays going into the year, we're, we're praying right now. The Lord's going to give us a, a kind of a strategy and a plan for all of us to sit down. Uh, we've, we've got some tools that can help you perhaps learn, hey, which gifting am I more inclined to go toward? Uh, there's individual gifting. We, of course, you, we've got the, the gift of administration, Paul talks about, the, the gift of healing, the gift of faith, the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, all these, all these crazy gifts. But all of them are meant for the edification of the church and to equip us to reach, to reach the world for acts of ministry. So that's exciting. What's the vision for 2023? God's perfecting the church, which means he's perfecting me. He's perfecting you. You guys are the church, not this building. He's perfecting us. Isn't it awesome to think that God's going to, by the end of 2023, we're going to be a whole lot more perfect than what we are right now. Praise God. That's, hey, I'm excited about that. I don't know about you guys. I'm excited about that. I also want you to hear uh, some of the vision real quick, just so that you know what God is doing for our teenagers and for our children. So I'm going to ask our youth pastors if they'll come on up. And then when they're done, uh, uh, they're going to get Pastor Romo, our, our children's pastor, up here to let her share some of the vision real quick. And then uh, we're going to take up an offering for these kids in Pakistan. How about that? Woo! Amen. Hello. Okay. So over the last... I think it's now over a year now that Beck and I get to be youth pastors for this church, which is absolutely amazing. In the first year, like, we've been praying straight away about, like, God, we don't want to, that we lead it. 
we want that you lead it through us. Like for us, it was our heart that God is youth pastor in a sense, but he is using us. And we have been praying like, what do you want to speak to our children, uh, to the students? In the first year, one really big key word came into our mind, which is belonging. We want to create a sense of belonging. And Becca's gonna talk in a second about it. And this year, and I, and I love it, that it, it's aligning with the um, gather, grow, and go. First year it was gather, which is belonging. This year, God said, I want you to focus on another thing on top of that. First year was just belonging. This year is another theme, which is create biblical thinking. That's grow, okay? And the whole time, we have also been doing helping Mission Arlington and been going out, but I'm sure God will give probably in, in this in respect of teaching, even more keywords in the future years about what does it mean to go as a as GCV youth. But really quickly, we want to talk about what does it mean for our youth to gather, which is belonging, and what does it mean to grow, which is um, thinking biblically. Okay, so it's my job to talk about belonging. <laughs> um, so David already said we've been already doing that, working on that. Um, but a little extra thing that Jesus gave me a dream about actually a few years ago is the garage, okay? So, sorry, I don't say it like y'all. Um, garage, and I, don't, I still don't say it like y'all. <laughs> um, so the garage is basically, in the dream, it was someone's garage in the community, so we're keeping close by. Because I don't know if you know, our template right now is that we go from house to house and usually a house or park to park. (laughs) (laughs) Usually uh, we'll go for um, about four weeks at a time. A family will volunteer their living room and we'll go and we'll have youth group in their living room or we'll have youth group in the park. And that's been going on now since we started, which is awesome because it means we're really good at like, oh, that's not going to work. Let's just go over here or let's just do that. But the dream God gave me a couple of years ago was to have a garage, garage, um, where we basically, everything's on wheels and we can pull it out. And uh, it means we can have a permanent place where we can belong and have unity and have growth. But also it's really easy then to be like, okay, where's youth group on Wednesday? Well, you know where it's going to be because we're always going to be here now. Whereas right now it's like, oh, let me just text the parents and let them know it's here now or let them know it's there now. So it's a place where we can be grounded because I think one of the biggest things youth of today face is instability. And it's really hard to fight that when all of a sudden also youth group can be kind of unstable in where we are. But if we can bring that stability to our youth, then we can increase that sense of belonging because now they can make the place their own, not just the youth group their own. Um, And it's also easier to invite friends if you know where you're going to be. So the vision, the dream was to have this garage. Now, I don't know what that looks like. Jesus gives me dreams and it's not always as straightforward as what I think it's going to be. So whether that's actually renting a space, I don't know. Um, 
or whether that's um, someone just saying, hey, we don't use our garage or we only use our garage for storage and we can easily like move stuff around. Can you help? Uh, you can totally come use our space. Um, so I know that would be a big commitment, but I also know Jesus provides. So that's no pressure for y'all. Um, we just wanted to share like, please pray for us because that's something God is, uh, yeah, pointing out to us that this is the year where maybe that's going to come to pass. Yeah. Yeah. So beside belonging, just the heart of like, we want to create a space, both physically and emotionally, where the students come together for our heart this year, especially has also been thinking biblically. We are living in a time where the students face just craziness, I would say. I don't know if everybody, like if people agree, but like there's so many opinions out. I'm just saying the internet is getting crazy and they're living literally in a world where there's full of opinions and the students getting tossed back and forth with different opinions about this and that and it's just crazy. And it's so important for us to be grounded in truth, which is the word of God, and to understand what the word of God says and how we can think and live every single day biblically. So this year, what we've done, what we've started since the summer is download. We call it download, which is our Sunday morning school where we meeting up with the students and where we're really trying to find a space. So we're still doing Wednesday Youth, right? Where we're having fun. We're doing still some teaching, right? But we are trying to focus on gather mainly. But for those that want to grow deeper in the words, like we have created the space called download, like downloading the word of God into our minds, right? Like, <laughs> but um, so this is space where we can just really grow in the word of God, trying to understand what does it mean. And the word of God is very like it's so multifaceted, so multi-level, so deep. And to understand like, well, there's poetry and there's other types of literature. There's different authors writing to different types of people. What does all of this mean for me? And how can I read this Bible? Because sadly, another aspect is nowadays, if the Bible gets involved, sometimes it gets abused. It gets misinterpreted. People read their own ideas into the Bible. It's like, okay, I want that the Bible says this, so I'm gonna find a Bible verse that says it for me. But they're not reading the verses before and after, and they're not seeing what the Bible says in context. So for us, our really massive heart is, what is the life issues that our students have, and how can they go to the truth in everything and found all of the ideas in God and not some waves that knock them back and forth every single day. So this has been a new aspect this year that we really want to double down over the next few years. And I'm excited what else God speaks to in our life, but this is really the, being the vision for GCV Youth. Pray for us. Like, the students need Jesus. We need Jesus. Like, praying is what gets things done right because ultimately jesus gets things done so please please pray for us i am so glad my son gets to have those two in his life they've made a difference for us i get to be the children's pastor here it's it's the most fun ever y'all i never thought i would have this much fun, but I am. So the vision I feel like God has given us in children's ministry is definitely under the same umbrella of perfecting the church. 
It really is. Our first relationship, there are four major relationships we try to teach in children's ministry. The first, most important one, is the relationship with God. We try to establish truth in their hearts. It's the Word of God. We tell the Bible stories straight from the Bible. That's the first relationship. It is their identity in Jesus Christ that's going to make all the difference in the world that will help their relationships through their life. What a precious thing that we have. And this is our first relationship is with God. The second relationship that we try to help support is the relationship at home. We're here for you. We're here to support you. This pastoral team is here to pray with you, counsel you, help you find the resources that you need. That's what we get to do. We get to help build your relationship at home. We teach respect in children's church. We teach honor. We teach love for the family. The third relationship that we really focus on is a relationship with the church body. You, the big kids, we teach the importance of being one with you. Even though they're young, and some may consider them the least, they are precious in the eyes of God, and they are a part of your family. We get to do that every Sunday morning. We join in worship with y'all. We pipe it in online. Thank God for technology. They get to hear what we're saying right now. They get to hear the vision of this church. They get to know it. And they get to hear a Bible story from Cassie Lang this morning is teaching them about Samuel. Mr. Romo is over there supporting, and the youth, thank you for the youth today, are making sure and holding down the fort with our 11 beautiful children over there playing. It's so much fun. Our fourth relationship we feel is very important in that we establish, and this thing creaks. Good luck. Listen, I'm a pacer. This is hard for me. The fourth very important relationship is the one we have with the community. Once we establish a relationship with God, our home is secure. The church body is knitly put together in its perfection. We get to reach out to the community and serve others. We get to be a blessing. Right now, we get to do story time at Nehemiah Coffee Shop. Plug, 8.30. It is so much fun. And I get a great cup of coffee. Thank you. Appreciate that. And then Thursday night, we get to go to Viridian Elementary and do Beach Club. As Pastor said, there's 17 have confessed their faith in Christ. What? We only have, what, 36 in the whole thing? 37 now. Wow, we're, we're going to get there, y'all. We're going to get them all. We also get to help with the HOA. We get to serve like Fall Fest that we just did. There were over 100 families that passed through that we got to minister to, talk to, and just show the love of Christ. Coming up soon, we get to go to Six Stones and help them November the 17th. We get to go help them pack the gifts and some of the things that are going to be given out at Night of Hope. We get to host Night of Host here at Viridian Elementary, where some of the families in our neighborhood get to feel the love of God and have food and gifts for Christmas. How amazing is that? And our children get to be involved in that. You get to be involved in that. Our tiny gathering is a beautiful, safe, clean place where these relationships are also important, where we teach the importance of these relationships. Jamie and Mark back there are just faithful servants that love God, love each other, 
and love you. They're taking good care of our little tiny ones. Whether you're on boots on the ground with us and you're getting muddy or you're supporting us financially, we appreciate it. It all counts towards the kingdom of God. It counts toward what we are doing. But like Miss Becca said, the most important thing you can do is pray for us. Be in prayer with us. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes you. You get to see what God does, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing we get to do. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you to our youth pastors, our children's pastor, for letting you know what some of the vision is for this coming year. Uh, I'm excited. 2023 is going to be a blessed year. Uh, It's going to, is there going to be challenges? Absolutely. Every year's got challenges. Uh, But man, those challenges, we, we, we have learned to start rejoicing in them because that's how our faith gets perfected is through, through the challenges. So let's all stand real quick. I'm going to ask the musicians to come on back up here. We're going to sing one more song. As we do that, uh, like I said, I'm going to, we're just going to pass the, the uh, we don't have a plate, so we can't pass the plate like we used to back in the old days. Uh, but we, we've got a basket. We're going to pass the basket. If, if the Lord has laid on your heart to, to put anything in it, praise God. Again, if you want to go online, uh, under giving and just assign it to missions. And, and uh, I'm speaking in faith. I'm believing that we can help the last two months of this year uh, and, and uh, help this, this particular orphanage. But praise God for the vision for 2023. God's perfecting us. Uh, God's growing us. And, and uh, we're going to be some mighty people of faith around here. Some cra- I'm, and I'm talking crazy faith where people are saying, you're actually believing God for that? Yes, because all things are possible. For those who believe and who trust him, amen, hallelujah. Let's, let's all worship together one more time, and we're going to just uh, start, start the, uh, we'll, we'll start it over here, and we'll collect it over at the end over there, amen.